you're listening to The South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. <laughs> did you um did you get drunk during the game or after the game or both or no just during i was drinking um actually had some pretty good beer selections there i had uh i was drinking stella's <clears throat> the whole game i don't i just right. don't drink beer that much anymore yeah. so yeah it was uh it was just brutal i mean i so i i saw you know from my perspective that end zone i was sitting at the basically at the 30 yard line so the end zone where the game you know ending interception happened was in our end zone they were driving toward that end zone mm-hmm. and i could see that alave had cut off his route and i could see that fields was that the ball was going right to a clemson defensive back and i picked up my jacket and started up the stairs i think before he even brought the ball in for the interception and and just <laughs> ran out the fucking stadium and mercifully, I was able to get a cab right away because the game's in Glendale, right? It's not actually in Phoenix. I was yeah. staying in Phoenix, so yeah. you know I had a long cab ride, and you know there was just a mad rush of Ohio State fans out of the stadium. And mercifully, there was I, I grabbed a cab right away and just jumped in. And um, yeah, man, it was tough. That that whole from the weight ejection forward, it just went from like. It went from like, you know, just glee and giddiness to dark and yeah. just, you know, woe is us and doom. The, the, the mood in the stands, at least around me, there was just some fucking, there was a dude sitting right next to me. This older guy just kept getting drunker and drunker and he was getting darker and darker. And this kid who was sitting in front of me with his dad just you know again the negativity oh my god it was like a couple times it's like guys we're still winning this game all right come on yeah keep your chins up yeah Yeah. um but yeah it it had just gotten really really dark after the wade ejection and you know let's face it i mean he's a really 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 important player on that defense and you only know Uh, that if you're an ohio state fan right because he's a glue guy and I mean, you, you, you even saw the middle of the field exploited by Clemson later in the game. And there was... uh, I, I, yeah, I would actually say he's even bigger than a glue guy because as we saw in the Michigan game. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 if he's in that game, those guys don't get nearly as much. Yeah. Uh, the receivers get as much traction as they did. So I mean, you would think he would have been a factor on the two screenplays that went for touchdowns to Etienne, right? Because that was right in the middle of the field where he patrols the middle of the field. One would think he might have been in position to make a play. I mean, that's, you know, that's a huge guess on my part, but you could see the middle of the field being exploited after his ejection. Yeah, and also there's just a huge drop-off in talent and experience from him to the next player who replaces him. Yeah, and and that's not like you're going from someone who is a, not a little, you know, not as good, but still really good. It's like a drop off. Huge. So, it's a huge yeah. drop off. I mean, and and actually, when he got ejected, they went right at um, Amir Reap um, yeah. on that yeah. drive, and he got called for a pass interference. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Amir Reap is a good, 
you know, solid Big Ten corner, but he's not a future first round draft pick, five star, you know, talent that that uh, that Wade is. At least is. not yet. Yeah, no, not yet. I mean, I th- well, I think he's like a junior now. I think he's, you know, he'll be a serviceable starting corner i think at ohio state but i mean i think it's a huge drop off to Canadian football league from there yeah yeah i mean to to guys like reap (laughs) and seven banks you're going from you know akuda and wade who i believe were the top two corners in their class uh if i'm not mistaken certainly like top two or three if we knew we know that that akuda was the number one uh cornerback in the country in his class and i think wade was somewhere in the top three or four you know, this is a sick thought, but like, I literally hope how poorly Akuda did on that last series is enough of a push to make him come back for yeah for another year because he was shameful. I mean, they all were on the defense on that last series, but he yeah. but particularly was really bad. Well, who blew the coverage on their slot receiver? I didn't see that, but the the there was the big gainer. The 38-yard pass reception to one of their slot guys, right? It wasn't one of their lead. Yeah, he missed a t- I, I, I think that was the one where Bakuda missed the tackle. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the- but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you knew – I mean, th- those guys are good players. They're going to make some plays, yeah. you know? And I, 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 I think – the narrative that we were shutting no, I, nobody thought that we would shut them down. And sometimes no, I mean, guys no. make plays and guys yeah. but consecutively, you know, um, but, cons- but consecutively. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. I mean, I know. I mean, is that, yeah. And there's no excuse for it. And there's definitely no excuse for it in, 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 in that particular moment of the game. I mean, I felt pretty damn good. The most? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, no, I mean that, that, that's true. I mean, on the other hand, Ross, six catches for 47 yards, Higgins, four catches for 33 yards. I mean, you show me that stat line without knowing the score. I mean, I'm saying we win that game, right? right? I mean, they, they, well, and, and, and what did eight, uh, what's his bucket run for? I think it was under fifty yards, and he killed us on a couple screen passes. Yeah, but, yeah. The, Lawrence is the the one the, the the th- final uh, thirty six yards on ten carries. Uh, right. You know, obviously the the adjustment by Clemson, and they were doing it early. Clemson was they were they were running Lawrence early and often in that game. I think they knew that it was going to be tough sledding for Etienne against that Ohio State front seven. They knew that. And and they went to Lawrence early and often as a runner in that game, and and he made us pay 107 yards rushing, um, but he got you know 67 of that on one play. If you'd have taken those three stats, right, Ross Higgins and Etienne, and 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 what they produced in that game, and you tell me we lose this game, you're like, well, then we must have had four or five turnovers, or or, or something just went horrifically wrong. Yeah, which, well, yeah, in essence. Hey did right and you give us and our stats was like over 500 yards offense mm-hmm. you'd be like wow we must have at least put up 40 points 516 <laughs> yards of total offense and only 23 points to show for it and yeah, and i told and i texted you guys in the moment while this was going on that i felt that was that was going to doom them if you settle for field goals right ohio state had three first half trips into the in the red zone first and goal goal at the clemson five First and goal from the Clemson 8, first and 10 from the Clemson 11, and they had to settle for field goals on all three of those trips. That is going to doom you in a game like this against that type of opponent. 
and, and and it did. I mean, it was part of their undoing. It wasn't the whole story, but part of that, no. uh, their undoing was the fact that they settled for field goals on those red zone trips. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you don't know my buddy, um, Brad, who, who's here, he, he said the same thing. He's like, this is not winning football. And, and I agree with that. But up to that point, I, I responded. I said, I, I've seen nothing that tells me that we are not the better team here. Like, even that being said, right, and it did, it, 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 it's part of, you know, this eight-piece puzzle that ultimately doomed them. But so many other things had to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Even with them not putting up the points where they should have put up those points, we just, I mean, I, I can't imagine how we gave that game away. Um, and, and part of High State's got to own it as much as, you know, you can lay some blame on the officiating. I think you can clearly lay some blame on Day, uh, some of those play calls, especially that punt. I, they're trying to block that punt. Mm-hmm. But we were, as we all sort of suspected, the superior team out there, and, and we just let it slip through our fingers, which is, just makes it so painful. I'm torn on that point. I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Do you, do you think Ohio State was the better team and the, and they let it slip away? Or I think uh, if you're the better team, if you're a championship team, you don't make some of the mistakes that they were making. Mm, I agree with that. Uh, and um, yes, if both teams playing equally as as like a mistake free football, and both teams getting have getting a fair shake, and both teams. You know, going back and forth, both offensively and defensively, making great defensive stops, making great offensive plays. I would think we would win, but you know, unfortunately, that's not how sports run most of the time. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's most of the time it's someone taking an advantage of someone else's miscues, and yeah. that's what happened. I mean, like Paige said, you you know, you we didn't do anything to help our case. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some boneheaded penalties that we really didn't make most of the year. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the play calling got, you know, I think when they had the recipe for keeping Venerable's game plan on, on their heels and when they went away from it, I'm just like, what are you guys doing? And yeah. they kind of went back to it in the fourth quarter where they get, got that much-needed touchdown. But honest to God, with that team against – the way that they were rolling the first half, I would, if you had said, yeah, this they're doing looking great now, but they'll only score one touchdown in the second half. I'd be like, well, you got no, no freaking way. Yeah. So it's a head scratcher because our, we talked about all year about how well day and the defense adjusted, like everything adjusted. And I think that they, they got, there was parts where I was just like, they, they are acting like a deer in the headlights with, what Clemson is throwing at them, and it was very concerning. Uh, but you know, when it was, t- you know, all we had to do was stop them at the end of the game. It was simple as that. Stop mm-hmm. them. They were, they were, they weren't on the forty-yard line. They were inside. What was it like the ten or something? Yeah. And yeah. they went right. Da- they went right down the field. Four plays. Them. Four plays. Four plays. We could have stopped that and game over, done. So at the end of the day, like yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went against us but we had it in completely in our cart not only with the stop the defensively and going down and scoring we could have it, it still could have been our win so 
you know, yeah. you tip your hat to Clemson. You're very frustrated as a fan because this is not the type of team that play that you you watch most of the year. But that's the way sports shake out sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote this to you guys yesterday. Uh, I think I did over text, kind of late toward the end of the night. And the margin between Ohio State and Clemson is razor thin, but there is a margin, and it was on display last night. Clemson capitalized on every Ohio State mistake. Matt, you just made that point that in games like these, it's it's capitalizing on the opponent's mistakes. That's a, that can be a huge factor, and clearly that was yesterday. Clemson, Clemson capitalized on every Ohio State mistake, and they did not commit any major mistakes of their own. That's why they've won two of the last three titles. Ohio State is not quite on their level just yet. That's my big takeaway. They are closer than they've been since they won the title in 2014, but they're not quite back to that level yet. And I know Ohio State fans don't want to hear that, but three postseason losses to Clemson in six seasons, two in the playoffs. The proof is in the pudding. We're just not at their level just yet. Although I will, I, I will say I think we took several steps closer to, to that level this season. Um, and yeah, kind of just going back, looking through it, what could have been for Ohio State, uh, you know, we mentioned the three first half trips into the red zone uh, that they could not convert into touchdowns. You commit an idiotic roughing the kicker penalty on a Clemson punt that gave the Tigers a fresh set of downs that ultimately allowed Clemson to take the lead that happened in the third quarter. Ohio State was minus two in the turnover department. They were minus 30 in penalty yardage. The defense, as good as it played at times yesterday, did allow second-half scoring drives of 99 and 94 yards. That's just not championship football. It's not. You can't be negative in the turnover department and negative in penalty yardage and then allow scoring drives at 99 and 94 yards in a game of this magnitude. It's just not. And then to kind of... My, yeah, but dude... Go ahead, Paige. I, I, I understand that, but I mean... I, I don't know why you don't think we're not at their level. I mean, think of all the things that had to go wrong. And and I'm not taking anything away from Clemson. They did capitalize on our mistakes, and, and, and they did not make any. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, teams press because they're outmanned. And, like, you see that when we play Michigan, right? Yeah. And, but to think that this team isn't on that level, I just – I mean – I think if you play this game ten times, we win seven out of ten. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's a razor thin margin. I'm not saying they're not on their level. There is a razor thin margin between the two programs, right? And and we saw it. We saw it last night. Uh, well, and here's the bigger point about it. You know why they they do have a bigger thing because they have a quarterback who's been in bigger games, who's played championship games. And who almost seemed like he was licking his lips, hoping that, that you know he would get one more shot at it. And he mm-hmm. got down there and he he delivered. The dude didn't look like he was nervous one bit going down the field. He was great. And and, and that's and that's something that is incalculable to your to winning a championship. You got to have someone who is like that, and that makes the difference sometimes. And that's why I would say we don't have that. I agree. Let me ask you one question though. One question. If Wade does not get thrown out for that targeting penalty, do you think Ohio State wins the game? If that, if they would have made that the right call happen. on the interception, if Dobbins everything else, just say things. everything else, everything else happens. Okay. Wade does not get thrown out of that game, and, and and that also implicitly means that Clemson punts the ball there, down sixteen, and, and we get the ball, still. and yeah. yeah. 
Do you think Ohio State wins that game? Probably. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. There was Probably. a lot of football. A lot of football left to be That's played at that stage, but but yeah. yeah. There's too much football to play at that stage. You're, you're, that, would that uh, have an impact? Yes. Would it ha- would it would be enough? I don't know. I think we were the way better team. I don't think I don't think that you could make the argument that Clemson is is a superior team or program than us. It's not what I saw in that game. And you know, clearly you guys disagree. And and I know I'm ifs and buts, but seriously, the, well, the, they weren't the better team. Here's what I would say: where they have the edge. If you if you got if you like objectively said, what do you think is better? They have experience, and that that that's huge because they were they didn't look like they were nervous at all. We we were the ones that kind of didn't stop the defense on the last series. I mean, granted, you know, Clemson didn't their defense didn't look super tough either. We were going down the field, but and, and they got kind of lucky with Olave taking a left instead of a right. I, I, I think it's a it's, it's still a push. Like if we played like to your thing, if we played ten times, I you know, I don't know. I think we could I could safely say we'd win five of them, but I don't know if we'd win seven. Maybe, but Yeah. I mean each team had a possession inside of three minutes to score the go ahead touchdown. Clemson drove 94 yards in four plays to convert their opportunity, and Ohio State threw a pick in the end zone because of a mental mistake by our best receiver. That's the margin right now, in my opinion. Right. And, and it, it happened more than once throughout the game where Ohio State made mental mistakes or made mistakes that you just can't have, and Clemson didn't do that. And that's the margin. It's razor thin. I don't know how many times Ohio State well, wins if, if they play out of 10. I, I think it's close to 50-50. But I, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't. We've lost three games to Clemson in the last six years, two of them in the playoffs. I can't make a case that Ohio State's the yeah. better program right now. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. You know what another thing is, too, is like, you know, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. There, you know, and you kind of have about Wade. But you know what? Those, those are huge officiating calls that you should never on any kind of championship or playoff level game be talking about the officiating in any sort of manner. And we're talking about it not in just one play, but a couple plays. Mm-hmm. That they were just horrendous. And yeah, that, but how is that our fault? That's not our it's fault. Not, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not it, saying it's our it, fault. I, what I'm saying is, I'm saying that it's like I'm, I'm leading back your way, Paige, but it's like what a, the point is is that there, you know, that we have that thing. Like, I can't talk about this in kind of a meaningful way because those, I think truly those things shade the conversation a little dark, more darkly than it should. Hmm. I can't, I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, I can't say that Clemson's a better team and I can't say that Ohio State's a better team because those two freaking poor-ass pe- uh, calls really shade the game and not in a fair way, in a way that takes away from Somewhat, like I know it sounds like Ohio State's crying about it. It's not the, the only reason we lost. It is a reason that really t- took some of the game away from us in a, in a manner that's not as divorced from what sports is about. You know, and mm-hmm. that you, right. have a, you, you have a replay booth that overturns unilaterally, which is horseshit because they shouldn't be involved in the game unless someone taps them on the shoulder. And then the other one was – you know, there's no way that they, you know, to overturn that, you have to have 100% clear evidence. And there's no evidence of that guy juggling the ball. So it's two things that tough were. Tough calls, tough breaks. Yeah. Just tough breaks. Paige, yeah, go ahead. And those, those, 
and, and, and those in and of themselves are enough to tip the balance in a game like that because they are close. And I'm not saying, hey, we're the way better team or maybe I did. I, but, but what I saw, what I watched, that on that field, a high state was the better football team and they didn't win. And they didn't win because they made terrible mistakes. Um, I, I believe in certain instances, day kind of got panicked yeah. and mm-hmm. there might've been some, some coaching jitters going on there. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you, you can maybe overcome one, you know, you know, questionable, uh, officiating call. You're not going to over, overcome two or three. Seismic and then the ones. other thing, seismic ones. And, and then the other thing that I would say, you know, okay, Clemson's experience. One of the things we railed on for weeks is that they didn't play anybody and yeah. we were the battle tested team. Yeah. And so either, are, are they experienced or are they not? And no, well, I think and, and they, granted, they came out. They came, that's why I think we came out. I think I was actually said that during our pre game thing is like, I bet we're going to go out to a hard lead because they're not used to this level of competition. But they got enough talent to where they, and especially their coaching staff, to where they should have been right. able to trust. And they did. And, it, and, 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 and all those things, and the fact that we did not put up 21 points in the first quarter, all those things, yeah. we still had a great chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the things that, you know, that sort of went against us, that either they were self-inflicted or not, and we still could have stopped them on defense, or we had the ball on third and two, on the 23-yard line and yeah. still had an opportunity to win that game. That tells me that we should have won that game. We let it slip through our fingers. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I, I understand that perspective. I totally do. And, and uh, you know, I can't, I can't argue much with that perspective. I guess in games like these, uh, there are going to be a certain number of calls, con- you know, calls that don't go your way that you have to be able to overcome, especially the way this, this targeting penalty is officiated now. You can almost, it's, it's almost a guarantee you're going to have one of those a game. Maybe that's too high of a, of a percentage, but it's, it's likely there's going to be a call like that. Um, you're you're, you're going to have things that don't go your way. You're, you have to overcome it. And I, I, thought, I thought Ohio State was too slow to adjust to the loss of Wade. It, to me, it felt like there was a psychological effect that just, maybe it was just me in the stands and it was me in my own head, but it certainly had an effect over the crowd. I mean, they booed every Clemson play, it seemed, after that for for like an hour. It just took took them so long to shake yeah. off that, that bad break. And I, I, that's another marking of a championship team is, yeah, you get a bad break, you lose a guy, okay, next man up, shake it off, let's go, you're still winning the damn game. And, and Paige, you said that the, the halftime interview with Day, which I didn't see because I was in the stands, but you, you said that you could hear it in his voice, that he, even he was having a hard time shaking it off. And, he was. He and totally that was, was disappointing to hear because yeah, next exactly. man up, next man up, let's move on. I was so fucking annoyed with so many of the fans that just wouldn't let it fucking go. I'm like, we were still winning the game. And well, yeah, yeah, it was a bad mm-hmm. break, but you right. got to move forward, onward and upward. Right. And, and they it's, did actually bounce back from, from the, the fumble return for a touchdown that was overturned by Fuller. They bounced back from that. They got the stop. Uh, and they ended up scoring the go-ahead touchdown at a possession or two later. So, 
you know, you, hey, look, you're you're winning the game. You're up to with about three minutes to play. And, and so then that leads to this. The, my next question. Actually, Matt, you probably have something you, you have to say before we get on to this next question. Go ahead. No, but uh, to, just to piggyback on that, like I saw something. There was another play on an interference, and I saw Jay, like, wave his hand in disgust at the officiate, officiating. I'm just like, dude, you're you're losing your head. Get your yeah. composure together. Like, you can have an assistant coach do that, but the head coach should have never be, like, outwardly like saying oh forget you guys and making those kind of gestures you need to get it together now yeah. i think it was in the third quarter it's like god you can't and you could see it in the play calling like to what you guys both alluded to some of the some of the, the panicky type uh yeah. play calling and it affected it, it came onto the field the the punt block to me seemed I, I i remember feeling that well first of all okay you want to you, you, you're you're struggling right jk dobbins was hurt I believe the punt block that was in the third quarter, and Dobbins, uh, he, 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 I think he left the field at the end of the, of the second quarter. Um, he got hurt. I can't remember the sequence of things because I know he had to go to the locker room at some point in the third quarter, but clearly the Ohio State offense was hampered by the fact that Dobbins uh, was hurt. And Fields obviously was limited going into the game as a runner, and you could see it start to have an effect on the offense in the third quarter. Day was trying to get something going um, with that punt block call because Ohio State had stagnated offensively. I, 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 I personally wouldn't have called that play because you're still winning the game at that stage, but I understand why he did it. He's aggressive. I guess you have to be aggressive in games like these. I, I totally appreciate that. But you also have to be able to trust your players that if it's not there, you don't run, you don't plow into the kicker, and you know it was just tough. It was tough, uh, and it did seem a little desperate to me. To your point, uh, Matt, that it, it it seemed like had day to do it over again. Maybe he plays that situation a little differently. You're getting the ball back. Um, and You're getting. You, go ahead, Paige. It, it, and and the, the the other part about that that drove me crazy is that. If you do block it, there's a better than 50% chance that it's just going out of the back of the end zone for a safety. Yeah. It's the wrong position in the field right. yeah. to, exactly. to, to go after it. You're going to get the ball back at the 50-yard line. Yeah. Like, And again, his aggressiveness, you know, it, he had it all year. And, I, you know, you're going to have to live and die with some of this stuff. But yeah. that, to me, was a panic move. Yeah. But the positioning in the field just made it. That's why it made no sense to me. Why? I mean, the risk reward doesn't weigh doesn't doesn't make sense in, in that particular moment. Yeah, and you I didn't agree. see Clemson doing that. You, I don't remember a no. desperate move by Clemson. They just nope. patiently waited for their opportunities and took advantage when they came along. They didn't panic. I mean, they're down sixteen nothing in that game. They're down. Uh, you know, Ohio State took what Ohio State. On that second-to-last possession, they they took over with over nine minutes to play in the game, and Ohio State methodically went down the field and and burned six minutes off the clock. Clemson didn't panic. They didn't do anything stupid. They didn't get a roughing the passing penalty. They didn't, you know, they didn't uh, they didn't get caught in a blitz and get burned for a touchdown. They just laid back. They got the stop. They forced the punt, and then they they relied on Trevor Lawrence to march down the field, which he did with total ease to, to, to take the lead back. So I just felt like you, you, that a desperate move like that is by an inexperienced coach. Again, that those goes back to the thin margin between Clemson and Ohio state 
That's what I saw. That's the slight difference. They're, they're in the same arena. There's no yeah. question about it. They're in the same category as programs. Clemson's just that much better, just a sliver better. And that's one of the reasons why. Um, I want to ask you guys the question. So it's fourth down and four. There's three minutes and seven seconds to play. You're at the Clemson 39-yard line. Do you go for it there instead of punting? Now, they decided to punt. They pinned Clemson down at their own six-yard line. Most coaches would probably take that situation, right, with a defense as good as Ohio State's. Was that the right decision? Matt, what do you think? I mean, in hindsight, this could be a real easy decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we go for it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, you know what? I think either – I mean, at the time I was like – I wasn't happy to see Chrisman out there. I'm sure Gallagher was, but I wasn't very happy to see Chrisman out there. <laughs> um, but I was like, I, I understood it. And there's part of me that was like, okay, we used our ballsy move on that fourth down that led to the touchdown to Lave. So I was like, okay, I get this. He's kind of counterbalancing it with some, some conservative trestle-like move. And I'm like, I, so it wasn't – Bad with it. I just don't. That's kind of like. <laughs> again, I don't really think there's a bad either. Either call would have been good. I don't. At the time, I just remember being like, "This this seems like a smart move." Although we did seem like we had a nice little momentum going, but yeah. You know, well, I mean, Paige, what do you think? Yeah, fourth and four. I thought punting the ball was the right move, mm -hmm. and Sloan. To your point, when when Alave caught that touchdown, that was a fourth down play. That was fourth and one, and you're throwing the ball 20 yards over the middle of the field right, right. for a touchdown. Oh, my but God. Like, that, 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 that was Ballsy. insanely gutsy. <laughs> um, so I was in the moment. I was totally okay with it. Uh, a fourth and two, um, I think you're going for it there. Fourth and yeah, four, sure. you know. That's tough. They, and and, and, and so the other kind of question I had, and I don't want to take you off track, Zach, to your question, but, you know, Venables was blitzing. And when he was blitzing, like, I was like, oh, he brought 14 guys, right? I mean, yeah. he was blitzing everybody. It just seemed to me that I would have expected a bigger game from our receivers. Like, should they – I just couldn't understand why, you know, guys weren't getting wide open or mm -hmm. fields just didn't have enough time because – and, and, and maybe credit goes to, you know, their DBs, and they're better than I thought they were. Mm. Um, but that was one of the things that was sort of head-scratching to me throughout at least, you know, the midway through the second quarter into, you know, the end of the game. Before, I, before we move on to that, I'll, I have a comment on that. Let me just – let's just close the loop on the, on the fourth down uh, yeah. question. Uh, I agree with you guys. I think that was the right call. Uh, it was the right call because you've got Chase Young – You've got this defense that's in the top two or three in every, you know, single defensive category. You know, we were just being critical of, of Ryan Day, Day's desperate move to, you know, block that punt. Well, if he goes for it on fourth and four there and doesn't get it, you know, we would call that a desperate move and a, and a bad move on his part. I think that was the right move. And in the end, Ohio State got the ball back and had every opportunity to score the game-winning touchdown and, and they couldn't. So I think it was the right call for, for them to punt there. Um, with the receivers, I think uh, Clemson does have good corners. They have very good corners. Um, 
I thought they, I, the receivers, may, you had a great play by Garrett Wilson earlier in the game to set up, uh, well, the field goal, uh, the catch by Alave. You, there was an unbelievable catch by Mack along the sidelines. I thought K.J. Hill played really well. He had, a, mm-hmm. he had a play that went for a first down where he caught the ball. I think it was like a, you yeah. know, a 12-yard conversion. It's they like needed a third to make. and 14. Third and 14. And yeah. I, I thought they, you know, that, that didn't stand out to me as a failure by Ohio State. I thought that was just good against good. Right. And we made some plays and we just, you know, just didn't make enough of them. I mean, we, what, we were over 300 yards in the passing game. Uh, yeah, 320 yards yeah. passing. You had 66 receptions from Hill, six by Mack, six by Dobbins, four by Wilson, three by Olave, including, uh, you know, a touchdown. Um, I thought they were solid. Uh, and I, and honestly, I thought they were better than the Clemson receivers. Uh, I think for the game, yeah. I, th- I thought our, we were more productive and better. I don't know, if was, Matt, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I thought that we – I think, like, on both sides of the ball, we were fairly evenly matched. I mean, our defensive line was making some gains. Their defensive line definitely was having pressures. I think that was one of the, the – you know, if I'm taking myself out of the Buckeye fan standpoint, was one of the fairly enjoyable things by because you could see where their defensive line was getting pressure, our defensive line was getting pressure, mm-hmm. their corners were covering well, ours were covering well. Uh, the linebacker play on both sides looked – Solid, not stir, you know, not stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought there would have been a bigger game by Alave of all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of surprised that he didn't. I mean, of course, if he had made, if he went right instead of left at the end, he we would be talking to him like he would be the greatest Buckeye receiver of all time. But um, <laughs> it, you know, gosh, it's such, it's such a hard game to reflect upon because you know the potential of the only person that I think delivered on what I thought it actually went over what I thought they could do was Dobbins. I mean, yeah, Dobbins on a bum ankle was like running, catching, blocking. And, you know, I, I, my, my respect for him has gone like, I didn't think it could go any higher for him, but yeah. Uh, I, I was telling yeah. the, I was telling these guys on the thread. I'm still haunted by that last play because Dobbins was like o- open, like In the flat, five yards yeah. out. And if he would have hit him, I'm sure he would have got at least to the ten yard line, if not further. Uh, and there was there's a there's a looking back quality of like we should have just rode J.K. into the end zone, and that would have been a nice story Burke ending to the game. But you know what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought there were there were um, you know you you put up five hundred what is it five hundred and sixteen yards of total offense. <laughs> uh, you should expect to win. It, you, 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 it's you know they they were very productive. Uh, you know both running and throwing. Uh, it was just uh, you well know, you 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 can't put up five hundred and sixty yards of. Yeah, total well, offense against Clemson and only put up 23 points on the board. That's yeah. why you lose a hundred percent. I mean, yeah. 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 They didn't convert on those red zone opportunities in the first half. And then, you know, they had yeah. the, the pick at the end, at the, at the end of the game, um, just a bitter pill to swallow. I mean, there's just no, you know, this is going to be one of the, this is one of these games when the, the replay comes up on ESPN classic, I'm changing the channel. Oh. I, I'm just not yeah. gonna. I can't even bring myself to watch any of the oh, the video, no the replays. I, it's it's just a bitter, bitter, bitter pill. 
Yeah, and, the sooner we could play Clemson again, the better. Just to wash this out of my, <laughs> head, my head, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be the torture waiting for the next time we get to play these fucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I want to see them anytime soon. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, be disappointed if we had a different opponent in the playoffs uh, after these last two. I mean. You know, getting blown out the last time and then losing in just absolute heartbreaking fashion uh, this time after really having outplayed them for, you know, the better part of the game. Um, so, you know, I think where do we go from here? I mean, I think offensively uh, we'll be very, very good next year. Uh, we'll be elite. I think you've got fields coming back. Uh, we already know that much of the Ohio State starting defensive line or offensive line will also be back. We've, we've already heard from, from uh, most of those guys that they will return. Uh, you're going to have Alave back with Wilson. You're going to sprinkle in some of these elite receivers coming in with the freshman class. Um, I'm blanking on their names. Uh, who's, who's the lead guy got, coming into our uh, – uh, this year's uh, recruiting Fleming class. Fleming or something like that. Yeah, Julian Fleming, Fleming Julian and Fleming. guys like G. Scott. You're right, G. Scott. Yeah, so it, the only issue, I think, is at running back. Uh, you did see a massive drop-off. Uh, <laughs> all due respect to Master Teague, and of course, you know, you, kids can really develop and improve from one season to the next, which I think Teague has the talent to do. But I expect Dobbins will will enter the NFL draft, a player at his position, you just can't afford to give a you know give another year yeah, away to college go. football. He yeah, has to go. Nothing left. Yeah, there's nothing left um, to do. So there's going to be a drop off at running back, but I think overall uh, they're going to be an excellent you know offense. I expect them to be as good as just about any offense in the country. They will take a step back defensively. I would expect, especially in the secondary. But again, you know, hey, maybe seven banks and you know some of these young defensive backs. Uh, uh, Proc Josh Proctor, who had some nice moments uh, in, uh, last night, but also had some moments where you could see his where he needs to develop. Right. Um, and, but, and you know what? And more importantly, and I know no one's going to want to hear this, and I'm going to probably go wash you know gargle after I say it. But <laughs> you know, there's no better teacher than failure. Yeah. And you know, we all remember the story of in. Uh, you remember the story of the Virginia basketball team coming in number one and then losing to the 16th ranked seed. And, That's right. And then the next year, what did they do? They won the, they won the championship. And mm -hmm. it's something that you sometimes on a path to the, you know, to the championship, you need to have these heartbreaks to, to be instructive. Uh, and I think more so than to, to coach day than anyone else. Yeah. I mean, the, he probably yeah. is the one who's going to grow from this more than anyone. I'm, in second place, probably uh, Fields. I yeah. mean, Fields and Teague to that degree, too. I mean, Teague didn't do well, but he he saw from Dobbins what you have to do in a game like that. And I'm sure he's going to be working his ass off to make sure he can, he can, you know, follow in his footsteps, which will be very hard to do. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I think... You pull back the lens and you look at what Ohio State achieved this year, especially relative to the previous three seasons, um, there was no Iowa loss. There was no Purdue loss. Um, they finished off every team they played. They won every game by double digits. They left no doubt uh, about their, you know, their playoff fate. It was just a matter of seeding. This program is back to playoff contention each and every single year, in my opinion. They underachieved for three straight seasons. 
15 through 18. Um, and I think they took several positive steps forward and I think are now back in the conversation with the Clemsons and the Alabamas. I think there, there is no doubt about that. Now, you know, Day has got some guys on his staff he needs to replace, namely Halfley. I think that's a big key to next year. Ryan Day said in his press conference, conference after Halfley uh, you know, left for the BC job that he was going to go out and find the best coach in America to replace him. And he said that over and over and over again, best coach in America. I think where things started to go off the rails a little bit for Urban Meyer, and we've talked about it before on this pod. I don't want to go all the way back there. However, he got a little lazy when it came to replacing uh, you know, the Tom Hermans, guys like that. He relied on, on coaching buddies and stuff who really weren't the best available candidates for some of these jobs. And that's where things started to slip a little bit for the program. So I think that's a key for Day. I think he's going to go out and make the right choice. But overall, very positive step forward for the program. I think there's no denying that, and they're headed in a in a you know in a really positive direction, bringing a ton of elite players back for next year. I think the playoffs is a totally realistic goal, and you know we've seen this before in Ohio State where you lose a bunch of players on one side of the ball or the other, and we're all thinking to ourselves, well, how are they going to replace these guys? And somehow they do, right? Doug Marie made this point. Um, on, uh, on his podcast uh, earlier today, he said, you know, back in 2005, I didn't think they'd be able to replace A.J. Hawk and Bobby Carpenter. And then they come, then all of a sudden, James Laurinaitis appears. Uh, and they come back and, you know, that team in 2005 that we thought was so good and could have played for a national title, they come back and go undefeated and get back to the national right. championship game. So that's on the table for this program. So... Paige, what do you think? Just yeah. what's your overall feel on where the program is and and the direction? I, I agree with everything you said, Sloaner. That's a great analogy with Virginia. Um, and yeah, the, it, it's going to be tough on defense, and they're going to, you know, you can't you can't expect the same productivity on that side of the ball. Um, but it's not. I don't expect them to take any you know dramatic steps back to like. 75th or anything like that. One thing though, that does kind of concern me is that, you know, you go back and you look at the last nine recruiting classes. Clemson has done this by not really, you know, playing in the upper echelons of, you know, a top five class over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Yeah. They have seen this, they turn the tides on that. Uh, this year with the number one class, but then I was thinking about it, you know, what overcomes that? What, what allowed them to do that? Well, Jesus Christ, they had Deshaun Watson and they got Trevor Lawrence, yeah. right? And just an elite level quarterback can make up for so many other deficiencies on a football team. And so will Ohio state be able to reload? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and Justin Fields having him back, for another year is critical. The other thing we didn't talk about is I don't think he was anywhere close to a hundred percent. He wasn't anywhere close to 80%. Mm -hmm. um, having him healthy, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, there's no reason why this team should not be contending for a playoff spot next year. None whatsoever, because he is such an elite player. And, you know, I, I give, you know, sort of going full circle here. I do give Clemson credit, you know, where they kind of said, Hey, we're going to make that guy beat us. And he damn came close to doing it. Um, 
And, mm-hmm. you know, they were bringing the house consistently at him and didn't quite make enough plays. And that's, that's the way it goes, but he's special and he's going to be the key to that team next year, making another run to the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. They're elite at the most important position on the field. And to your point about how Clemson's been able to overcome, you know, deficiencies uh, is be is by having the best player on the field at the most important position. Uh, and, and Ohio State's going to have a guy like that uh, and, and some other damn good players, too. Um, I thought it was really cool to see Zach Harrison start the game at defensive end. By the way, did Tyreek yeah. Smith play last night? I, I don't remember yeah, seeing him. I remember seeing him, but I don't I don't know how he didn't seem like he was in there a lot or Yeah, because I, I, Zach Harrison started the game at the at the other defensive end position opposite Chase Young. Tyler Friday played a lot. Um, I you know being at the game, you just can't always you can't keep track of things like that, and you know you kind of rely on the telecast to keep you informed about guys who are out. I don't remember seeing Tyreek Smith in the game, but he's obviously going to be the type of player that will factor in big next year on that defensive line. They'll get Jonathan Cooper back. You'll, they'll need his leadership and you know, the depth there, they'll be very good on the defensive line. Um, they should be good, solid at linebacker. We'll see that back seven is going to be the question, how they fill in all the positions, all the guys that are leaving for the NFL or graduating will be key. Um, it'll be interesting to see how those position battles develop. And that'll be key for whether or not Ohio State makes a serious title run next year, I think. Um, yeah, unfortunately, those guys were, again, I mean, Browning played a pretty good game. Harrison didn't have his best game. But it's up to the linebackers for the RPO, you know, in, in, in stopping the quarterback on those runs. And Clemson saw it, right? They saw, yep. you know, Wisconsin do it to us, and they, they saw Michigan do it to us. Yeah. And they exploited it. and 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 it was... And we took everything else away from them offensively, yeah. and th- th- it still wasn't enough. And you know, they kind of exposed us there. And again, good coaching on behalf of Clemson. Uh, they found a weakness and they exploited the hell out of it. Yeah, they yeah. found a way to get ATN in involved, right, in the passing game. Right, nothing was happening running the football. Right, Ohio State did a really good job of right. limiting him as a runner, but three three receptions for ninety eight yards and two touchdowns, just killer. Those two touchdowns were killer. killer. And, you know, that's the part of the field where elite linebacker play makes a difference. I mean, they were right in the – they were middle screens right over the middle of the field. And, um, you know, they definitely – they exploited, as you pointed out, Paige, the soft spot of our defense, the weakness of our defense. Speaking of uh, sides of the field and softness, did that field look like there was a monster truck show that went that morning or something? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? You know, like I was – like people were slipping and grass – Divots were everywhere, and I'm like, "What? What the hell is going on with that field?" That was a brand. I, I heard uh, that that was a brand new field. I think they brought in a brand new. It was natural grass, and they brought it that in just for the game. But yeah, there was definitely some footing issues, and and you know both teams exploited that, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, but I, I I saw a few things where you know guys were like, "Look," and, and again, it affects both teams. But that turf is horrible, um, and yeah, it sounds great. Oh, we just brought in new turf, but, and I know that they, I guess they like remove it out of the stadium and then they can bring it back yeah, in. Right. Typically yeah, yeah. roll it out. Yeah. You know, it, it takes time for those things to get, you know, I guess solidified and, but whatever. I mean, Jesus, well, 
we can't we can't complain about the freaking turf. There's enough. I, other just, I was just like, you know, come on. I know. No, you're play, right. Playoff you're right. game. Like, come on, let's get this thing a little bit in order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was interesting. Uh, you know, Simmons for for Clemson had the interception, but both uh, Simmons and Chase Young didn't have a huge impact on this game. Uh, Chase Young, two tackles. He did not register a sack, no tackles for loss. Simmons did have the pick, credit to him for that, but only four tackles. Did not get into the backfield for a sack or a tackle for loss. Both teams seemed to do a pretty good job neutralizing the other team's best defensive player. You know, these semifinals have been duds for the most part. Total duds. And actually, Ohio State has probably played the two best semifinals in the playoff era, the, the semifinal against Alabama back in 2014, and, and, then, uh, and then this one. Uh, but, yeah, hell of a game. Uh, great year for Ohio State. You know, as we've said, several steps forward. Uh, there's reason to be optimistic, very optimistic about next year. I mean, you look at, Bade, you mentioned recruiting. I mean, look at look at how Ohio State recruited relative to the rest of the Big Ten. I mean, my God, you know, if you're someone yeah. made, I think it was Ari yeah. Wasserman of the Athletic who pointed out after the, the that uh, early signing period, and they showed the recruiting rankings, and he said, you know, it's because the rest of the Big Ten cannot compete with Ohio State today, they're not going to be able to compete with them on the field you know, next year. And, and uh, so there's really good reason to think Ohio State can come out of the Big Ten again next year. They've got a, a great non-conference matchup uh, in Eugene against Oregon uh, next season, you know, with Justin Fields. Uh, you you got to love that matchup. you got to love our chances, even in a tough place to play to go in and win that. They get Michigan at home next year. Uh, so reason to be hugely optimistic about getting back to the playoff next year well i mean with harbaugh as coach every game against michigan (laughs) is a a game at home (laughs) guys uh do you have anything else you want to share before we uh we go uh drown our sorrows for the rest of the day yeah i don't know Uh, was this cathartic for any cathartic for anybody? Uh, I think that was the whole point. The point yeah, of it. I hey, think I, it was. Lightly, I feel a little yes. better. I feel a little better yeah. for sure. Having talked about it now, you know, I could probably use a little hair of the dog. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I canceled <laughs> my I canceled my Hulu live TV this morning, so that felt good. That means like I don't have anything else to do with any fucking sports for a while. Hey, hey you know, uh, the Ohio State bas- men's basketball team's done number two in the country, so you know maybe there's some consolation there. We can watch them uh, on a, an NCAA tournament run, hopefully come March. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's no sugarcoat in this one, guys. This is this one's going to sting for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think this, I mean, you could make the argument, uh, this, this is the worst one ever. I mean, the 95, 96 Michigan losses were brutal, but this is, this is there. And this, this could, could be at least in our lifetimes, the worst one ever. I mean, I, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you're young, you take these so badly. Um, (laughs) I haven't taken a loss like this, this bad. Let me ask you something. What would, what would sting more? If they would have drove the length of the field and winning on a touchdown and game over, or how it happened last night? Yeah, I mean, so 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 you're saying if if 
Clemson would have Both scored on the last play of the game, game over, or the way that it yes. played out last night? Yes. Yes, I, to exactly. me, it sounds kind of like they're in the same ballpark. They're both. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, <clears throat> I think that I think actually us having going down the field and getting closer, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna win this. We're gonna win this. And then it, oh, it, I see it, what you're saying. And then and then it turned. Yeah. I I think that was much harder than we're winning, and then Clemson goes down and scores with no time remaining. Yeah, you know. They like, both sound pretty the, awful. They, they, they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just a masochist. Yeah. Uh, question from a masochist. Well, well, so so okay. Well, well, what would be worse? I mean, the 2006 national championship game drubbing at the hands of Florida, where we were just never really in the game, or the way we yeah. lost uh, yesterday. I mean, I I think. Uh, I, I, at least you come away from this one. game. This yeah, it hurts, but you oh, come away hard. from this game saying, "Hey, we belonged. We belonged in the conversation here. We're close." You know, yeah, you tweak a few things next year. I mean, after that loss to Florida, yeah, uh, but that whole that, season, it was like talk about a bubble burst. The <laughs> whole fucking season was a mirage. It was an illusion. Such, yeah, but that's there's some definitiveness into that. Like, yeah, we're not that good. Yeah. Whereas, whereas mm-hmm. this loss, you're like, we could have won that. Yeah. And that's, I think that for me stings a, little, a lot more. Like, like you yeah. finding out you're not as good right. as you are, that's, I mean, there was no gray after that Florida game. We were just like, yeah, they're way better team. <laughs> I, I think, I think yeah. this, now that I'm thinking this through, I think I'd rather have this situation. I'd rather sit this situation because I'm coming out of this saying, okay, we know what we need to do to get better. We've got the personnel coming back. We know we belong in the conversation with the defending national champions. We prove that. And now we, we know what we make tweaks here and there. We make personnel changes here and there. We could be right back in this situation again next year. After that Florida loss, it was like, where do we go from here? Well, that dream sure. season, it, it, it was a bubble yeah. burst. It was like waking up from a, from a dream turned into a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it, it so- was... That's a more retro, like enlightened view of it for sure. But I'm talking like once it hits four zeros. Oh yeah. Like what's what's that feeling? Like the, uh, the first one, it's like you've had some chance to kind of look at it and say, oh well, here's the cup half full version. I'm talking from a fan. You're watching this game for three fucking hours, and then four zeros. Four. Oh yeah. Four yeah, and then it's then you you have it. You're driving down the field. And you miss it, and you miss the chance to win the game. Like, I, yeah, this one for me is by far something because I thought this team had, I thought this team would manhandle LSU. Uh, I thought we were going to have a hard time against Clemson, and then to feel like we had the game in our in our grafts, and then the end on that interception was just like that stung. Like, I don't think I went to sleep until like one thirty. Uh, I before you joined the. Before you joined the call, Matt, I was telling Paige that so I could see that Alave had cut off his route and I could see the ball was going directly to the Clemson defensive back. And I grabbed my jacket and started heading up the stairs, literally, <laughs> I mean, before the, before the kid had even brought the ball in. And I, I sprinted up the stairs and ran direct. I got like mercifully, because, you know, the game is being played in Glendale, which is about 12, 13 miles from Phoenix, which is where I'm staying. So, and you know, the, the streets were about to be flooded with people. And I was like, oh my God, it's probably going to take me three hours to get a cab I, home. I, I mercifully, you, there was a cab waiting there. And I, I jumped, thought you, 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say you grabbed your jacket and you like Forrest Gumped it all the way back to San Francisco. <laughs> you ran, ran as hard as you could all the way from Phoenix to San Francisco. It felt like that. No, I mean, so to your point, the hollow feeling I felt, the emptiness I felt in that moment, you're right. It doesn't get worse than that. Whereas if you're getting your ass handed to you as we were against Florida, you had two, two and a half, three hours to kind of accept your fate. Um, but, but, now at this stage, looking <laughs> backwards, I would prefer to have what happened last night and looking forward to Ohio State's future. Hey, man, we belong in the discussion with the defending national champions, with the Alabamas, with the LSUs. We can play with these teams. We know that. And we've got enough talent coming back where we can be in this conversation again next year. So now I feel better. Whereas, boy, after that 2006 game, I was like, man, we are not that good. And we've got a long way to go and I thought three hours before we were going to win this game you know by double digits so yeah but but uh, no I mean this is in the pantheon of some of the worst losses Ohio State losses of my lifetime for sure Paige to your point I it's going to sting for a while so yeah. so here's another thing I was thinking while we were in the stands you know the, the Clemson is just th landing haymakers and we are just hanging on by a thread. And as a fan, I was hanging on by a thread. The fans in the stands around me were coming unraveled. And I was thinking to myself, if we eke this one out, then we get LSU in the Superdome. <laughs> like if you're a Clemson fan right now, you're like, right. yeah, we won. And you're like, we hang on by a thread. And you know that a lot of these fans are like, man, we dodged a bullet. And now you got to turn around and go to Louisiana, to New Orleans, and play right. uh, basically as a visiting team in that game against <laughs> that LSU team? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I was at the 2006 game and had a similar experience to you, although Monkey and I just left the fucking stadium midway through the third quarter and, like, we're not going to witness this anymore. Yeah. We just went and started drinking Budweiser's in the parking lot <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> In the moment, this was so much more worse because you had to live and die through every single minute down to the, the final four zeros. But, um, uh, yeah, it, yeah, who knows? It, it would be hard uh, to get off the mat of this one had we eked it out to go down to Louisiana. But we'll never know. It's yeah. not going to happen. So yeah. no, no point in really any, any, worrying about that anymore. Any... Uh, <laughs> any uh, Kind of initial thoughts on that matchup, Clemson LSU. I think I think LSU is a six-point favorite. Yeah, I mean Oklahoma's not really a good team to, especially in terms of defense, to really gauge like how good LSU's offense is. Which is, obviously they're very good, but very good. Big Twelve, oh. the Big Twelve is not really known for their defensive stoutness. So, I mean, you know, I, I the thing is, is that. You know the Trevor Lawrence. The you know I think he's gonna he's gonna be the X factor in this game. I think that they're stronger on the defensive side of ball by far. It'll be interesting to see how much being playing the Superdome really uh, favors LSU. I'm sure it will. Oh. Uh, but I think that they're also coming in a, a lot more cocksure than they probably should be. Like you know Burrow said, there's not a defense that can contain us. Hey, thanks for putting that on the billboard for us. <laughs> um, so it'll, it'll be interest. It'll be an interesting game. So, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I kind of, I know it's a little bit of Buckeye pride coming in, but I, you know, I'm favoring Clemson in this in the in the the championship game. Paige, what do you think? You got any thoughts on that matchup? 
my first thought is, can I even muster the will to watch another college football game this year? Uh, only time will tell. Two weeks to or a couple hours over this. Uh, a couple hours, yeah, or a couple hours, or or six Heineken, one or the other, and get, get me back on track. Um, you know, I I everything in my gut tells me LSU, but yeah. I just think I think I think Clemson does a really good job of taking away what you like to do and somehow some way they will slow down uh burrow and just get them out of their comfort zone and um i, I mean I, i've seen enough from trevor lawrence to to not put my money on that guy i'd take clemson yeah boy joe burrow's a gamer man my 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 initial gut says lsu lsu because because of where the game is played, that's not the number one reason. But, I mean, uh, Burrow has just been a surgeon uh, as a quarterback, and that offense is loaded. And if, if this Ohio State offense with a gimpy uh, Justin Fields and a, and, and a gimpy uh, J.K. Dobbins and receivers who are very, very good but not at the level of LSU's receivers, I mean, they have the Bolitnikoff winner, uh, gives up 516 yards to Ohio State. I mean, what's the yardage total going to look like against LSU, who has a better offense? I'm sorry. I just I, I love Ohio State's offense, but LSU's is, is more potent, and in my opinion, uh, I, I like LSU in that game. And, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, if, if they win by more than six. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Clemson shows that grit and toughness and and – ekes it out as well but i i would my money would be on lsu yeah all right fellas hey listen it's been a great effort thanks for showing up i know uh okay. i know we're all bummed today but i appreciate you you guys playing hurt uh, i got a flight to catch <laughs> i got a flight to catch i gotta get off to the airport so uh yeah. we'll look uh, all right guys we'll find a reason to do another Safe pod travel, here buddy. soon all right thanks boys okay.